From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the Diz Unplug Roundtable Discussion for May 6th, 2009 from Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined this week by my good friends, Kathy Worling, Walter Eccles, Teresa Eccles, Kevin Close, and John Magi. In this week's show, we'll announce the dates for our next podcast cruise in 2010. The team will report on the new Manta roller coaster at SeaWorld. And Kevin Close has his review of the new Sanaa restaurant at Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge. All that plus this week's news and Roundtable Rapid Fire on this edition of The Diz Unplugged. Well, welcome, everybody, to the show. We've got an awful lot uh, to get covered today. Uh, last week, I announced that uh, we had a review, a new ratings and review section up on The Diz. And boy, oh boy, did you guys deliver 3,000 reviews in the database right now. Oh, wow. And in a week. That's in a awesome. week. Awesome, awesome. That's terrific. And uh, to say thank you, I went ahead and selected 3P. I wasn't going to do this for April. We're going to start it in May, but to say thanks to the people who uh, stepped up early, uh, I went ahead and pulled three names from uh, the database uh, to award prizes to, and so we've got some prizes to give away. And uh, the first one, well, make sure I'm on the right bank here. Don't want to be playing a voicemail instead of a prize. First one is Angie, Peanut1967 on the boards. She selected number four, so here is Angie's prize. You have won a $50 Disney gift certificate. Good at any Disney store or Disney theme park. Thanks for listening, and congratulations. Yay. yay. So $50 there for was Angie. Was that too loud of a yay? It was. It you was. jumped. Yeah, it has to be. Sorry. Yay. Kind of understated. Like golf claps. <laughs> exactly. Our next winner is Michael from Aurora, Illinois, and he picked number 23. Who's Michael. Oh, I don't have his screen name in front of me. Oh, just Michael? Michael from Aurora, okay. Illinois. He'll know. Michael knows who he is. Here's his number. You have won. Tickets for two to Cirque du Soleil's La Nuba at Downtown Disney. Mm-hmm. You and a guest will enjoy one of the most popular shows at Walt Disney World, the world-famous La Nuba. Reservations are required to attend the show, and some restrictions do apply. The approximate retail value of your prize is $140, yours courtesy of the vacation specialists at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com and your friends at the Diz Unplugged. Congratulations. Yay. Yay. Did you know that Nuba was French-Canadian for the nap? <laughs> <laughs> no, is, that the fir- is that the first sort we've given away? I think believe it is. I don't remember giving Since away I've a sort here, before. Yeah. 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 It's actually the best Cirque du Soleil show around anywhere. We've seen multiple Cirque du Soleil shows. Yeah, I, I, I am the only person in existence that doesn't care for Cirque du Soleil. I'm not a Cirque du Soleil fan, per se. But you this is the dragged best. me away from a hot blackjack table to go watch that craziness in Las Vegas. We had those tickets for like six months. I don't care. You could have found a stranger. I was at a good blackjack table. I could have found a stranger. And I, and I never got that. For the rest of that trip, I never got that streak Will back. Will you come see French Canadian clowns with me? I went and saw Oh. Uh, <laughs> Isn't that what we saw? No, we saw no, Mysterio. We saw Mysterio. Our reaction was, oh. Uh, my reaction was, don't you ever make me do this again. The best part was the end when that giant snail, snail comes out. 
<laughs> three-story plastic snail. It's it's just great. like, what is going on here? Oh. 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 <laughs> uh, we like Lanuba. We've seen, I've seen Lanuba three or four times. I have two. I've seen it twice. It's okay. good. Okay. Michael has two tickets. If you don't have a date, Michael, I'm here. Yeah, I haven't been either. Oh, Teresa, we use that voice. I'll go with you. I'll go with you, Michael. <laughs> Boy, she's like hawking for dates on the show now. <laughs> really? Tone it down, woman. She is wearing clear heels. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And our next winner was Ken from Atlanta, Georgia, who also picked number 23. So we had to shuffle the prizes a little bit so that we weren't giving Ken the same prize. So here is Ken's. You have won a $50 Disney gift certificate. Good at any Disney store or Disney theme park. Thanks for listening, and congratulations. Yeah, Teresa will help you spend that $50. Yeah, really. <laughs> so congratulations, Angie, Michael, and Ken for uh, winning your prizes, and thank you for helping us out with the reviews database. Uh, we're going to be running this contest for at least the next three months, May, June, and July, we're going to be giving away, uh, picking three people a month at random to uh, who, who enter reviews in our Reviews and Ratings database. You can find that at reviews.wdwinfo.com. We'll have a link on the show notes page. And you just need a disboards.com account to log in with. And like I said, we, uh, just, we're, we're picking three names at random from all the reviews that are entered. So... Good luck, and thanks, everybody, for your help with that. And uh, I know that uh, a lot of people are wondering about our next podcast cruise, where all of us here are like, oh, dear God, let us get through this one. <laughs> really? But uh, we do have a date set. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a lot of discussion back and forth among the team as to what date would work best. Um, and we put a poll up on the site, uh, on the boards, a few weeks ago, John did, uh, asking people what was more important, to do it when kids were out of school or to do it when the price was lower and by, by a landslide. it was uh, The votes were for a lower price. And I feel bad because I know there are a lot of people with, with kids that would like to join us, but they, they can't take their kids out of school. And it really kills me because, you know, you'd like to make it convenient for everyone, but there's just no way for us to do that. And we the, also have a great deal of uh, great many educators on the boards. Right. And and the price difference is just astronomical. I mean, we're talking about double or more than double the price. And which, you know, shame on shame on any company that does that because you're basically be basically being penalized for having kids. But the date, December twelfth, two thousand and ten. Another four day cruise. That will be the next podcast cruise. Uh when are we gonna start accepting uh, reservations, John? Um, fairly soon, we're going to put a, probably when we come back from this cruise, we're going to put a form up where people can go in on a wait list. And what will happen is when Tracy returns from her vacation, which from what she tells me now is like the beginning of June. I don't know where that, where she got approved for that. Oh, please. (laughs) After everything this poor woman has gone through. I expect to be working on that cruise. Oh, leave her alone. Um, (laughs) when she comes back, she's got a couple trips and I think two cruises planned. So she comes back early June. We're going to start processing those. However, if you're on this podcast cruise, you're going to want to rebook. That's going to be the best price you're going to get on this future sale. Day. By a long shot. 
We're going to give you rebooking forms. You're going to find those in your stateroom. Plus, Disney will give you rebooking forms. Tracy will be available to help you get your, your cruise booked. There's going to be a lot of people who are going to want to rebook. So we got to make sure we get that down early in the cruise. Can I add something to that? Sure. No. <laughs> you're going to want to rebook. If you're on this podcast cruise, you're going to want to rebook a cruise no matter what date you decide you want to go. You can book multiple dates and get the rebooking discount. And the rebooking discount is pretty significant. Correct. Plus, you get the onboard credit for rebooking. You're going and that's to want- a, I'm sorry. And that's in addition to the shipboard credit you get through Dreams Unlimited Travel. Correct. That's correct. However, you are going to want to book a rebooked – you are going to want to rebook a cruise. If you want to go on the podcast cruise and another cruise, do that. Even if you are not sure of a date – that you're going to want to cruise in the future, we uh, we can move your reservation, we can change your dates, but you, as long as you don't cancel that reservation, you will retain all of the perks you get from rebooking on board. Wow, I didn't know that. You also, if something happens that you have to change your plans and can't go on the cruise, you can cancel up until 90 days prior to your sale date for a full refund. So if you have the wherewithal, I think you should rebook a cruise and put down the deposit. Yep. I want to say... Please do not go out and do not book this cruise on your own. Do not go and get a reservation in the hopes that you're going to transfer it to us. That's not how it's going to work this time. you got to book through us initially, originally, to be able to participate in the podcast events. So I just want to let people know that because we're going to have people who are now are going to start to book it on their own thinking they're going to get a jump on it. Or a better price or a better, or a price. better stateroom. Right. You're not going to get a better price than what we've had. We've, we've, we have group space. So we've held the best price possible. Plus, you're going to get our shipboard credit. So please rebook while you're on. We rebook while you're on board, no matter what sale date you want. And if you're going to book the next podcast cruise, please understand that it's going to take us a while before we actually open that up. But you can put your name on the wait list, and we will contact you. Right. right. And again, please don't email Tracy. She's very busy. We've held plenty of space. You're going to get on this cruise. You're going to get the best price possible. Yeah. Anybody who wants to go is going to get a chance to go. Right. And that's a great time to go, too, because the ship will be decorated for Christmas. Right. We, we weighed many variables when we picked this date. One was that it was going to be decorated for Christmas. The other thing, too, is a lot of the responses we got were people couldn't take their kids out of school now because it was so close to the end of the school year. If we picked a time that wasn't so close to an end of a semester, then it would have been easier for them. December is the beginning of the middle of the of the semester. Also, something else to keep in mind: we've heard a lot of people talk about the fact that they can't afford a single supplement. We will once we start the booking process on the boards. We will start a discussion about this new sale date. And what you want to do is you'll want to look for somebody who, if you're looking to go and you want to share a room with somebody, we have several people on this sailing who are sharing a room, and it's working out pretty well. Well, actually, um, instead of having just a single thread to discuss the cruise on, um, the, the cruise, the podcast cruise is going to get its own board. So basically, the podcast cruise is going to have its own little cool. board, and people will be able to ask questions. We'll have the ability for people to look for partners to people to partner up with to so that they're not paying the single supplement it's not often that you send five sets of eyebrows towards the roof yeah <laughs> this was a surprise even to us yeah don't tell you everything do i apparently not <laughs> there are a lot of people who are concerned um what will we do? of course they want to know what are you going to do next time how are you going to top this we're not don't just 
Totally. Well, no, I'm kidding. This is as good as it gets. The I'm plan sorry. is everyone gets a Tic Tac and a wet nap. And that's it. <laughs> Don't expect it to be as good as this one. And we're not posing for pictures next The time. only thing I will tell everybody, I, you know, we're already working on ideas for the next, right, for right. The next cruise. So, and, you know, you give us, give us 18 months, we'll give you the world. But uh, the one thing I do want to reiterate to manage everyone's expectations, we will not be able to do a Palo brunch for everyone again. This was a one-shot deal. And, uh, you know, it took pretty much an act of Congress to make it happen this time. And Disney has been very clear with us, very firm, in fact, that they will not be able to do this again. So we'll come up with something else. But just want to make sure everybody understands that Palo Brunch the next time will not be part of the equation. In addition to that, as we did with this cruise, it took a lot of explaining for people to understand that Disney Cruise Line has 18 months of people between now and an hour cruise in December of 2010. They're not going to allow us to start planning until much closer to that time. There's a lot of people who are excited between now and then. Disney Cruise Line has to deal with them. We're not going to be able to announce things that are going on on the next podcast cruise because Disney won't even let us start planning that yet. So that's another way to manage expectations. It's not that we're taunting you. Whiners. Although we are. <laughs> it's that we don't have a way to to plan that yet. So there. But I promise we'll have a lot of fun. We'll have a lot of fun. There'll be some cool stuff done in 2010. Now, John, you have something else you want to talk about. I do. I have more exciting news. I always it just have never ex- ends. We'll be the judge of that. You'll be the judge of me? Yeah. Um... We have been working very closely with the Disney Institute, as you all know. Um, they have been a tremendous partner with us, putting together the um, presentation on the cruise, getting the Disney historian on the cruise. They have provided the books by Lee Cockrell that everybody will be getting on the cruise, as well as Lee Cockrell himself. So we can't say enough good things about the Disney Institute. They have been tremendous in all this process. We explained to them that um, when we announced that we were going to have a speaker from the Disney Institute on our cruise, this was kind of the biggest moan we got. Oh, I wish I could have went. I wish I could go. I can't go. This is, I'm really going to miss this. This is something I really want to see. Can you guys videotape it and right. play it back for us? They, which... want us? they want us to reproduce the content. And because it's copyrighted by the Disney Institute, we can't do that. Mm. We can't tape it, we can't record it, we can't take the content of it. At all. At all. However, the Disney Institute has stepped up once again and they are going to make the content of the presentation available on the web. They're going to make it as a webinar that people can go and participate in. And a webinar is, if you're not familiar, it's a web seminar. It's going to be a live presentation given by the same gentleman who is giving the presentation on the cruise and there'll be a question and answer period in addition to the actual presentation. So if you can't go on the cruise and you want to enjoy the content of the what's going to be presented on the cruise, you can participate in the webinar. That's going to be Monday, May 18th from 7.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. We're going to put a pre-registration form up on the site pretty much as soon as we know the show is done and up. We're going to put that on the site. We're also going to send it out in email. We're going to do an email blast to make sure everybody can participate in it. 
again, because this is Disney, Disney Institute's content, there's going to be a charge associated with it. It's just something we can't avoid. We can't get around. They have to charge for it. However, they have come up with a price that's just incredible. Usually their webinars are several hundred dollars. They're going to offer it for a limited time to a limited number of people for $69. Wow. That's incredible. It's that is. I can't say enough good things about them and thank them enough for what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, they really have been tremendous in so, working with us. One of the things I want people to know is if this is successful and we get a lot of people who sign up for this, they're going to be more inclined to do more of these for us. So if you think you want to participate in it, please go sign up. Again, we're going to put a sign-up form on the site. We're going to send an email blast out. We're going to do as much as we can to generate uh, buzz in this. After talking with this gentleman, Mark, the Disney historian, he's never going to be able to cover everything he knows within an hour. People are going to want more of this. Want more exactly, and it's sixty nine dollars again because it's done through the Disney Institute. They have they're going to set up a form where you're going to go and pre register for it. You're going to pay them. They're going to accept credit cards, so you don't have to worry about that if you don't. You know, those who worry about paying by check or something. And I do want to. I, I, and I do want to make it clear that uh, uh, we are not making anything off of that That's webinar. Right. Uh, we're not taking. We're not getting a commission or any kind of. Anything you, you know, we're not gaining financially from that webinar. That's you know that's paid to the Disney Institute. That's what they charge. Like John said, the normal webinars that they do are anywhere from two to several thousand dollars, depending on what they're doing. Um, so for them to offer this to us for sixty nine dollars, I think, like John said, is just tremendous. It's tremendous. We get I get asked a lot about the history of Walt Disney and the company. What book should I read? Where did you get your information? Is there a book that tells me about the history of the parks? Folks, this is it. This guy knows it. Yeah, and this is about the history of the parks. This is about, you know. It's focused on Walt, and it's focused on Walt's, uh, the way he took his vision from movies to theme parks. Yeah. Um, there's also a, a piece in it about how he overcame diversity. We thought that was going to be important. Ad- how he overcame adversity. Oh, adversity. <laughs> diversity. How we overcame diversity. Diversity is good. Adversity we is over- bad. Right. We want to overcome diversity. <laughs> I'm going to get, get you a shirt that says that. <laughs> I'm funny and I don't even know it. Um, <laughs> you channeled Bob there for a exactly. second. <laughs> how he overcame adversity, and we thought that was appropriate for this, uh, this point in time with the uh, current economy and people not don't doing you know well. Nothing? I don't know nothing, apparently. So please sign up for this. It's $69. We tried to do it at a time that was going to be convenient for most folks. Um, there is going to be a cutoff. We don't know what that number is yet. So get in there early, sign up, pre-register, and make sure you're on the list to participate in this. Please do this, folks. You're going to be sorry if you don't. Right. You're going to be sorry if you missed it because, again, if we do another one, it's not going to be at this price, and who knows what it's going to be. So do it. Absolutely. Sign up. We'll have information on that on our show notes page, podcast.wdwinfo.com. So head out there, links to everything we talk about in the show. And uh, all that good stuff. So that's great. That's great news. Mm-hmm. Anything else for housekeeping? Going once, going twice. All right, let's talk about the news. This week in the news, we're just going to talk about one story. Because there's one story that's been dominating the news now for a couple of weeks, and what that is, is of course, the swine <laughs> flu. <Achoo. laughs> 
<laughs> Any opportunity to use that sound effect. Um, Kevin thought I had the swine flu yesterday because I was eating like a pig. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the same thing, right? With all the symptoms. Oh, he thought that he thought that up yesterday. He's been, he's been sitting on that for a day. I haven't known a while. Um, yeah, the, the hysteria on this is just, uh, you know, look, and I don't want to, uh, with anything like this, I don't want to make light of it at all. Um, the flu by itself kills thousands of people every year. Uh, but you don't see us all breaking out into a panic over that. A lot of this is hyped by the media. People are coming down with swine flu. They are recovering from swine flu. And I forgot, I think it was the Secretary of Health and Human Services or someone in the administration said yesterday, the swine flu was absolutely no worse than the regular flu. Right. It isn't. Uh, but it's got people in a panic. I mean, it's just the run on, on masks, which for the most part don't help you. There's, certain, there's a very certain type of mask you'd have to wear in order for it to actually do anything for you. In most cases, the masks that they're selling in the stores. The other thing, too, is that, is that as with any virus, it doesn't just enter through your mouth and nose. It can enter through your eyes or your ears. So unless you're going to totally wrap your face in something... Yeah, can't be 100%. Don't use dry cleaning bags. That's bad. (laughs) Somebody very smart I heard yesterday say that a great deal of uh, focus is put on this swine flu. And it's all the media. It's hyping it. It comes with crisis music. Uh, It's ridiculous. Do you think this has taken our mind off the economy? Well, you know what? It's anything that comes up. Anything that comes up gets hyped by the media to a point, uh, the point of distraction. And again, I don't want to make light of it. But at the same time, there needs to be some, I don't know, some rational reasoning uh, on the part of the general population to understand what this is. This is a mutation of, of the flu virus, no doubt about it. It has killed people. It has killed people in developing countries. It is not killing people in the United States because we have access to better medicine, quite frankly. Uh, Tamiflu and other such medications are an effective form of treatment against this. If you go to your doctor at the first signs of feeling sick, of feeling fluish, they can put you on Tamiflu and you will be okay for the most part. The people that are dying are dying in developing nations. There's also um, the the original... uh amount of people who passed away from this were because the, they weren't diagnosed soon enough. Right Now that they're recognizing that this is what this is, the rate of death in Mexico has gone down tremendously. tremendously. So now that people are aware of what it is and they're taking the precautions to, to get better or to protect themselves from getting it, cases are dropping. We have two reported cases here in Florida. In the entire state, we have two reported cases. So Take that for what it's worth. We are in um, we're in a, a heavily trafficked area. You're going to get people coming to Walt Disney World from all areas, traveling all across the country, traveling from other countries here. Take normal precautions. Wash your hands. Use sanitizing stuff like Perel. Um, That's good advice all the general, time. This is generally be, just good advice. I mean the. Just because you're coming here and there's such a concentration of people, you should be doing this anyway. Uh, it's just 
don't overreact to it. Yeah. We've been out and about in the parks and in resorts, and I have to tell you, I don't think I've seen anyone cough, anyone sneeze. No, and no one wearing masks in the park. Right. There was one case. There was one case of a girl who came down with swine flu. Was in one of the resorts. They did close down a certain number of rooms in that resort. I'm not going to say which one it is because it doesn't matter. But they did close down a certain number of rooms and clean and sanitize those rooms. This girl went home. She was sick while she was here. She went home, and she's better now. She's been sanitized for your protection. Mm. And There's um, also saw them do a report that Walt Disney World says this is their practice anyway. Yeah. If someone is in a hotel room and it's reported that they've been sick, that room is between guests coming in. It's completely sanitized from top to bottom. And also I think it's important to remember that a lot of major corporations, including Disney, have preparedness plans in place for the outbreak of any kind of pandemic. And Disney just kicked their stuff right into gear with this like it was nothing. And there's really, honestly, this has been blown, in my opinion, has been blown far out of proportion. Did you see the press conference with the guy who's the head of Florida Hospital and the head of all the center cares? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, he... After that initial one, that was a debacle. No. He gave a second one, and he mentioned specifically that they met with Disney World, Universal, all of, all of the area theme parks. And he said, Walt Disney World has has um, procedures in place that far surpass anything that we recommend or that we say should, should go on. So he said, there's no reason to be fearful of coming to Disney World and catching this and yeah, you it affecting your vacation exactly. And again, it is according to our our government, our officials. Uh, th- this is no worse than any standard flu. And again, this is the regular flu every year kills many, many people. And so, I mean, it's not to be taken lightly. You, there are things you need to do if you get sick, but this is not any worse than a regular flu outbreak. So some common sense precautions. Um, the Center for Disease Control website has a lot of advice and a lot of information. It's all very unbiased and scientifically based, so you can definitely trust their uh, their recommendations and their, and their information. That's cdc.gov is the website. We'll have a link to that on the show notes page as well. And just some common sense precautions about what to do if you if you're feeling sick, if you're if you're getting sick, you stay away from people. Don't go into the parks. Don't go, you know. Go get to a doctor. Call the doctor first. Doctor may not want you sitting around in his waiting room getting everybody else sick. But you know, just some common sense precautions for for yourself and for the people around you. And as long as everybody does that, I think this is. I think this is going to be a non-issue very soon. Mm-hmm. Well, like you said, since it started, we've all been in the parks. We've all been at resorts. We've all been doing the normal thing, wash your hands, use Perel. We haven't been you know, avoiding the parks. Right, exactly. Because there's nothing to really fear. It's, it's, like, it's a flu like anything else. Have just you, take have you seen one, we haven't seen one person sneeze or cough. It was amazing because we're doing on the alert now. You know, you're looking around. You're thinking someone's going to sneeze or cough. Are you doing it in your elbow? That whole thing you're supposed <laughs> to do. But it's been amazing. I did it in some other man's elbow. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) find a stranger's elbow and you sneeze into that. So yeah, I just I don't know. I'm the whole hysteria about it. 
just dun, dun, dun. I know it's got it's got it's got crisis music. We have one station here, and I don't even know if I should mention the name, but they were the ones who immediately said, "There's been a case at Walt Disney World." FT, uh, uh, WS uh, Wesh Wesh too. Was it them? Yeah. And then ever since then, they've been trying to prove it. And every was time, it was it Wesh? No, that, it's WFT. WFT. Is that Channel Six? No, that's Channel, Channel Nine. They're all bad. <laughs> Whenever they talk about the swine flu, they put up the picture of the castle. Which cracks us <laughs> up. Okay, that's not Channel 9. I don't think they're doing that. There's one, yeah, you're right. And I think it's Channel 6. That, and they show that in the, ju- in the Dumbo ride. Right. <laughs> yeah, the B-roll. Right, yeah. the swine flu, and you get that picture of the, looking down Main Street at the castle. Like, that's the epicenter of it. Yeah. And it's the castle from when they had the mirror on the front. Yeah. Right. So it's not new footage. Too funny. So, just wanted to, I thought, I thought we should discuss that a little bit uh, this week. All right, with that, we're going to move on to the weather, and uh, summer's here, folks. Uh, if you're traveling over the next week to ten days, every day is going to be sunny, but it's also going to be in the low to upper, uh, low to mid-90s, and uh, even temperatures in the evenings are only getting down to about 69 or 70 degrees. So you're not going to be contending with any rain just yet, but you are going to be contending with some pretty hot weather. And I have to tell you, I don't know if it's me or not, but the sun seems particularly strong this year. It's mm-hmm. closer or something. As, as, yeah. as opposed to previous years. Uh, I've never seen you get burnt before. The way I get burnt, yeah. I've but been, you got pretty fried so this weekend. Really, folks, hats, sunblock, lots and lots and lots of water. It's convection oven hot outside. It really is. It really is. We were in, uh, we were in the parks. We were in the Magic Kingdom. For a couple of days last week, and brutal, it was very important that we take a number of long breaks in shady areas and cool areas. Otherwise, I was going to drop dead. I swear to God, I'm like, yeah, this is crazy. So it's very, it's starting to get real hot, and it's only going to get worse. Between the Purell and the suntan lotion, we're going to have some slippery tourists out there. <laughs> yeah, really. Please don't use Purell as suntan lotion. <laughs> this is also a good time of year to take that midday break. That we always tell people to go back to the resorts and swim. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that because we did that in the Magic Kingdom. Uh, we were doing, we're working on Project X, and uh, I'm not telling you what Project X is, so don't ask. It's like Project One Way, but different. Exactly. <laughs> um, you know, we decided uh, we decided to have din- uh, have lunch over at the Liberty Tree Tavern. You're which, brave. Uh, you know, and I've I've talked on the show before about. My distaste of the Liberty Tree Tavern, but I got to tell you, the food was excellent. Oh, well, lunch is different. Lunch, their lunch was wonderful. Lunch was what wonderful. Did you have? Teresa and I both had the turkey dinner, and that I was like that. I've and had it, it there. was it was real, honest to god turkey. It was mm-hmm. not the processed crap they served me the last time I had it. Did it come in that little metal tray? Mm-hmm. With from Swanson. From, oh, not Swanson. No. no, it was on a plate. It was on a Hungry Man. No. <laughs> With a little brownie dessert. No. Came on a TV tray. Yes. It was it was excellent. The the string beans were excellent. The stuffing was excellent. The mashed potatoes were excellent. The turkey and the gravy were excellent. You ate the string beans? Yes, they were delicious. They're they were green. delicious. And, but I ate them. Uh, this and is I, why and the I, sun is getting closer. <laughs> it's the end of the world as we know it. And I and I have to say the service we had. Do you wow! Remember, remember the guy's name, Craig. Craig. Craig was from <laughs> Long Island. <laughs> Craig from Long Island was absolutely one of the best servers, servers I've had in a very long time. Wow! 
He was Mr. not personality. only he was not only knowledgeable, but he was really honest about the menu. He was really honest about saying, you know, it's not my favorite. I wouldn't go with that. Go with this, uh, and saying why, and and he got a great tip. Not just because he gave great mm-hmm. service, but because he did something very few servers on property do. When you use your table in Wonderland card, they automatically add in the eighteen percent gratuity. A lot of times, servers will not tell you that that they, that's already been added in in hopes that you're just going to forget or not realize it and add another tip. He made a point of saying, since you used your tables in Wonderland card, an eighteen percent gratuity has already been added. And because he was, he went out of his way to point that out. He got an extra twenty five dollar tip out of me. He was good. He, he brought me two real- drinks. Remember when I asked? I always asked for extra ice, lots of ice in my drink. He brought me two drinks because there wasn't enough drink in the first one. So, I mean, it was like yeah. He was very thoughtful. He, he was. was very. He was a tremendous, tremendous uh, server. And I, we really, Walter was not impressed with his fish though. Mm, was not prepared not well. Good. No, was it was. A, it was a special. Uh, it was the cod, and it was, it was special. rubbery. It just it didn't taste good. Yeah, it was fresh, but it wasn't prepared right. Correct. And they made it rubbery and not the way it should have been. So, you know. So he ate my turkey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that's how they had it in the 1700s. Yeah, really. Rubbery. <laughs> and the bathrooms were a little elevated. I mean, the Bathrooms, right. actually, if you read the... Uh, the bathrooms re- are weird. The ratings and yeah. reviews that we're getting on that, the biggest complaint is the bathrooms. That was built before the ADA. I'm surprised they haven't made it compliant. I was surprised. The bathrooms not, are upstairs. I say they may yeah. not have to because there's bathrooms that are within a certain distance that are ADA compliant. Yeah. Right down the Yeah, the bathrooms way. are upstairs and the bathrooms are really, 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 really tiny. tiny. Mm-hmm. The men's, the men's bathroom. Push me up the steps because, good Lord, I have to eat all that food. The men's bathroom had one stall and one urinal. That's it. It was just like, oof. So, but I'll tell you, just for what it's worth, lunch at Liberty Tree, stay away from the seafood. Ask for Craig from Long Island and have the turkey. Can't go and wrong. And go before you get there. And go before you get there. So, all right, with that out of the way, we're going to move on to rapid fire. Who would like to go first? I will. I was going to say I will, but go ahead. Okay. Well, you didn't say it. All right. <laughs> what a shoulda, coulda. You can go first. Go ahead. No, I'm not ready. All right, fine. I have that the Pleasure Island attraction. Celebrate tonight. There's a new street party that allows guests to celebrate their birthdays, anniversaries, family gatherings, and anything else you want to celebrate. DJs are the party hosts and encourage guests to join in the fun with stilt walkers and the party crew. There's a group dancing and sing-alongs. The party will take place at the West End Plaza on Pleasure Island. If you want to go, the Celebrate Tonight hours are 5 p.m. to 11 p.m. Sunday through Thursday and 5 p.m. to midnight, Friday and Saturday. And don't because we need another block party. That's because there's nothing else going on. All the clubs are closed. Can we celebrate the closing of Pleasure Island? Right. It's funny, though, when they start playing the music, like people come from everywhere. And then it's like, come on, come on. Where's everybody with birthdays? Come on. It's like. Lame? Yeah. Tragic? And then Mm -hmm. what happens when you get there? And they go, okay, now this 15 minutes, we're going to celebrate birthdays. So they they lined everybody up and they sort of went through and went, woo! And the rest of the people stood there and watched. We're getting, and we're getting a whole dance here. With <laughs> Kathy, yeah. what did they do? <laughs> it, it was just really lame. If you weren't having a birthday, you really couldn't. I thought they were going to do more to include the crowd. If Has you want to go and have a birthday, go have your birthday. Yeah. It's and not then, like they're checking ID. And then the next 15 minutes, it was like celebrating anniversaries, and then it was celebrating whatever. 
So, okay, note to self. <laughs> Don't go there. Don't go running over to see it. There's not a lot to do on Pleasure Island between 5 and midnight. <laughs> well, just I wouldn't isn't. even walk that far for this street party. All right. Thank you for that. Kevin, Teresa. Stitch's supersonic celebration opens this oh, no, Wednesday. Use your sexy voice. Okay. Let me try it again. Over at Tomorrowland, Stitch's <laughs> supersonic celebration opens this Wednesday with six shows. Shows are at 10 a.m. I got to get some position. <laughs> 11, 10 a.m., 12, 20 p.m., 2, 15 p.m., 3, 30 p.m., and 4, 45 p.m. There you go. Go. I don't Have know what it is. Have fun. Yeah. <laughs> Call me. I'll Call me. Thank you. Thank you, Lola. <laughs> Walter, what do you have? Disney Celebrate America, a 4th of July concert in the sky, is the name of Disney's 4th of July celebration, which will feature an all-new presentation with new music. The show will be presented on July 3rd and July 4th. Cool. Yep. Thank you, Walter. Kathy? They, Disney released the, um, the dates and the prices for the um, Very Merry Christmas Party and the Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. Um, you can't buy them online yet, but you can call in. Uh, depending on when you go. The Halloween party, they actually took out a few of the dates, the ones closest to Halloween. So, really? Yeah. Really? And what, really, added them to October, added to September again? It starts in June. <sighs> yeah, it's really strange that the ones closest to Halloween they got rid of, they, they had them up at first, and then they took them away. So Did they put them at the front end or just no, took them all away? No, they just got rid of them. So I would say just keep an eye out. But typically... Um, prices for the tickets are $52 plus tax advance purchase. And if you purchase them same day, they're $59 plus tax for adults. Children are $46 advance purchase. And same day is 53 At the risk of sounding like a crotchety old man, I remember when the price of these tickets was a lot less. Yeah. Can we just say now that we think, yes, it's worth it? For your kids, for your grandma, for everybody in between, yes, but if you're going to love it. if they keep jacking the prices up, though, if the price keeps going north of 50 bucks like the, like it is, it's, it's going to get to a point where it's not worth it. It's just another day in the park. You're just paying but for it. But you're only getting half a day. Right. Why exactly. don't they let annual pass holders have one night? There's, well, that's a good question. There yeah. usually is annual pass holder Discount. discounts on certain nights. I didn't see when they were exactly when we saw um, the prices, but there are certain nights Yeah, they didn't less. break it down that way this year. And there's DVC rates. There's DVC rates, right. But, like, for the Christmas party, the theater where they used to do Twas the Night Before Christmas, now that theater's not there. It's a parking lot. So are they going to replace that store? Can I park there? No. <laughs> so are they going to put it over where Stitch is? Or is that going to be something that they don't have anymore? Stitch doesn't share. Probably not. So... What the Galaxy Theater is going? Mm-hmm. It's been a while since I've been to the Magic Kingdom. The last time we were there, they were doing construction. We, drew, we huh. were on the Wedway. And I wonder if that's so they can get closer to Space Mountain with the trucks. It's very possible. Well, the, no, there's walls, there's walls up unless they can take them down when they're working. But you know how Disney's always so good about you can't see certain things as, you know, when you're walking through? You can very clearly see these cars in the parking lot huh. back where the theater used to be. I want to park there. Yeah, wouldn't that That's be much nice? closer. Hmm. Hmm. Huh. All right. Well, thank you for that, <laughs> Kathy. <laughs> Jan. You don't have one again? No. Uh. I, the entire show is my rapid fire. <laughs> All right. 
rapid fireless. There's um, quite a bit of information being leaked on the internet that uh, Star Tours is going to get a whole new movie. Yeah, we've been hearing this rumor for a while. Well, um, there's a reporter out there who said that last November he did an interview with Frank Oz. Frank Oz is the voice of Yoda. And Miss Peggy. And Miss Peggy, that's true. But for this particular story, Yoda. And... (laughs) He said to him, well, when will you be doing the voice of Yoda again? And Frank Oz said, "Um, I was recording dialogue for the new Disney ride. Then... Yeah, but last year it was Anthony Daniels who said he was recording dialogue for the new, for the the revamp. So... It's taken them a while. They're slow. I mean, it's it's a whole new, the whole new uh, world movie that they're going to do. They're not redoing the ride (laughs) mechanism itself. But rumor has that it's going to be in 3D, which may be part of the reason why it's taking so long. That would be cool. And there's a website, um, Slash Film, that did a story about it. And it says um, they'll revamp with prequel characters. You'll see Boba Fett, C-3PO, R2-D2. And Anthony Daniels has already recorded his part as well. Is Princess Abadabba going to be in it? Who's that? Natalie Portman. Oh. Is that her name? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> okay. So I think that's exciting. Could I mean, be very cool. if uh, they, they It desperately needs it. The thing has not been touched since, what, 1987? Right. right. This needs to be updated. It needs to be something cool and contemporary and keeping with the current stories. So let's see. Let's hope. They need to do something. Now, if we know if Star Tours goes down for rehab, that it's true. Right. So maybe right after... Uh, when do you think they'd do it? During well, Star Wars weekend. If they're recording <laughs> right. <laughs> if they're recording the voices now and they're talking about shooting green green stuff. <coughs> Excuse me. What does shooting green <laughs> stuff mean? Um, shooting green shooting stuff. Green screen stuff. The oh stuff you left out the word screen. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, screen changes that sentence around a lot. They were yeah. shooting green stuff. Like slime. Like, what the is he talking about? Phlegm. Why are you picking on me today? Because you're not talking right. Oh. If they're doing that, I would assume it's going to be in about a year. They're battling diversity, aren't they? <laughs> trying to overcome diversity. Any way they can. I'm going to make faces in your blind spot. <laughs> you yourself I don't have a blind spot. <laughs> You're mean. You are. That is so mean. I love it. We were driving. <laughs> we were driving the other day, and it was this car came up on you fast, and it was like in your peripheral vision. And you couldn't see him. That was his fault. That was my fault. Yeah. Yes, Kevin is driving, folks. Yes. Yeah, that was my next question. Wow. Can I tell you a six-second story? I opened the curtains this morning, and I looked out in the backyard, and I said, John, John, come here a minute. He goes, what's the matter? I said, there's a pig in our backyard. So we put our shoes on, and we ran outside to see the pig, and there's no pig. <laughs> and there's this black cat walking through the backyard. And I, you know, he didn't have to say a word. He had the thought bubble. And he thought, Kevin, that's a cat. I looked at him, and I said, it, I know the difference between a cat and a pig. And he's like, yeah, okay, come on. Let's go inside. You've got bad eyes. And as we're standing there, this little black pig walked right by us. <laughs> and he looks at me and goes, yep, that's a pig. There was a real pig I in your backyard? There was a real, small, pot-bellied black pig. I'm scared of where you live. <laughs> you saw where we live. We there don't are, live in the middle of nowhere. Really? There are pigs. There, well, I, you do if there are pigs wandering around your backyard. No, 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 no. A pig. Not pigs. A single pig. I don't care. Where there's one, there's more. And he was about the size of a cat. 
but it was Pig. And he ran really fast. It must have been the swine flu. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was spreading his swine flu dust around. But seriously, we had a pig run through our, we call our backyard. It's not really our backyard. One time we saw um, a fox. A fox. And we saw a tom turkey with all the plumage. Okay, yeah, you're in, you're in the sticks. <laughs> you're in the sticks. Is there a blacksmith or anything? Do, do, does, a, <laughs> does a banjo come as standard equipment with your house? <laughs> oh, all right. Well, thank you for for that, John. All right, that'll do it for Rapid Fire this week. We're going to move on to our first segment. Uh, some members of the team uh, went over to SeaWorld this morning to check out the soft opening of the new roller coaster Manta, and. Uh, Teresa has brought her daughter Grace and Grace's friend Tiffany, who were sitting back in the peanut gallery. They were there as well. Bad mother taking people out of school. I know. I felt bad. And you know what? I wasn't going to tell. I was. I went in. I said, I need to get my daughter and her friend for an appointment. And they came out. We're going to Sea World. We're going to Sea World. <laughs> <laughs> she has an appointment with Shamu. <laughs> so. So. All right. Well, let's start. T- tell me about this new coaster. I have not seen it. I don't know very little about it. Tell me about Manta. Okay, it's it's large. It's spread, it's spread out. But when you finally see it, I mean, I've seen pictures of it. But when you get there, you know, you get in line. You stand like you're normally doing, and you sit down and you pull the, the thing close over you. But then you the, talk about when you, you when you get on the ride. You get on the ride. The restraint. The restraint comes down. But then your feet go up. So you're loading in a seated position. Yeah, um, yes. Standing. Yeah, then they pull your feet behind you. Seated. So it lays seated. you down. Mm-hmm. No, you're, yeah, seated position, and then you lay flat. Not completely flat. Uh, your, your legs are still turned at an angle. And your feet are restrained, too, so they're not dangling. Are you going to the chiropractor after I'm just this? saying you're not, you're not completely flat. <laughs> Wait, so, so you're, you're... Hold on a second. You're it's a, like it's a, a radio chair. show. I know that. I'm just trying to tell you. You're so like this. Like you're doing. You're so you load like you're on the toilet. <laughs> you're not completely flat. This is what I'm trying to get across. Okay, it's not going to help anybody listening to the show that you just demonstrated. I was trying to. Just taking a picture with your iPhone. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, he looked like he was going to the bathroom. You're in, a, you're in a seated position, and then they do turn you where you're facing face down. You're still somewhat in a seated position. But you do you do the ride face down. You are face down, yes. Yes. And you're, you're sho- you have shoulder restraints, and you have you say leg restraints as well. Yeah, your ankles, ankles. are. And when they launched him out of the Kathy and I were there watching, and when they launched him out of the little house where the, they start out and the train come up, we were underneath them, and they came out slowly over top of us so we could see them, and each train seats thirty two people. And there's two going at e- two going at each time, but so they take today 64. they didn't. At a time. They have the capacity to do 64 at a time. Right, a right. Yes. So it goes slowly over us, and there's a net there between us and them. So if anything drops off, you have to take off all your glasses, your hats, your Flip cameras, flops. flip-flops, everything. There's blockers right there to put everything in. Anything that's loose you can't take with you. And that's the only, as far as I'm concerned, it looked like the only slow spot was when you were leaving the Ooh. house, right? Right. When you first and take you off, you're that going climb. pretty and slow. The minute... You you could tell when the when they were getting ready to come out because the minute they dropped they dropped him face down the screaming began because mm-hmm. Kathy and I were standing there okay we can, we can't see him but we know they're coming because we hear people screaming just from going into the prone position right just from, yes. just from going oh, like man. that it doesn't sound comfortable 
It's not bad. It's really not bad. Are there any are there any inversions or any times when you're upside down? Oh yeah. Okay. When you first start, it's like the scariest parts they get out of the way from the get go. You go and you just keep going up and up and up. And when you're looking face down, that's messed up. It gets pretty scary. So then you go and you go into the loop, and I'm like, I'm going to lose my mind. I can't take it. I don't think I'm going to be able to do this. I'm going to pass out in fear. But that was the worst part of it. After that, you go, you know, and you got some corkscrew turns. Uh, I need to preface it with I'm not a big roller coaster person. I'm not someone who goes to ride roller coasters. Um, yeah, so you what was very rarely do you ever ride roller what coasters. What kept you from going screaming in fear? Was like it your I, niece I said, sitting next to you? No. Was having a good time? You get Gracie, through. was he screaming like a woman? No. <laughs> Were you screaming like a little girl? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were. Walter, they look were. at the picture, Grace. I'm Peter. Oh, Peter. <laughs> what area of the park is this located? <laughs> Near the entrance. Right smack in the middle. It looked like on the map to me. Yeah, it's it? like you, you're you almost right there when you come in. Yeah, it's, it's close to the entrance, yeah. yeah. So they're taking this picture from underneath you? Yes. They've got cameras on the ground looking up at you. The sky looks fake, doesn't it? The sky was really pretty it's today. It's a beautiful close. All right, is the now that's is not the, a flattering angle. Are all the the queue stuff ready? What is the queue like when you walk through? Is it well the queue? They have different fish tanks. There's um, it's not ready yet though, because we couldn't get just the viewing area is not ready. Yeah, but the regular queue line, they have an area where you can see uh, stingrays, uh, uh, two tanks where you can see different saltwater fish, and then there's one uh, large freshwater tank. It's okay, it's not. But like I said, the viewing area is not open yet, so it may be a little more uh, involved than what's in the queue line. One of the things they mentioned was it was going to come very close to the water. It does come close. Uh, I think they were saying that one of the tips actually touches the water. That's not true. If you watch, when you go down low, they have jets that come up. But oh, is when, that how they did that? It, yes. does, it does look like they're hitting the water, though. But the only thing really is, good. when you're in there, you can put your hand out and you can touch the water. Tiffany, didn't you touch the water? Uh, no, I couldn't reach. It, you tried to touch the I waterfall. I splash, but I didn't actually touch it. Mm-hmm. Well, let's hear from you two back there. Um, what did you think of it? I thought it was pretty cool. <laughs> it was different than any other roller coaster. It felt different. Well, you, you like roller coasters, don't you? Yeah. Okay, so compared to a regular roller coaster, how, how would you describe it? I don't know exactly. Was well, it scarier it was, than a, because it, of the way you were positioned? Were you any more scared than, say, it, sitting up? It wasn't a lot scarier than any other ride. It just looks scarier, but couldn't really feel a lot of the difference. In the how beginning, the, it was though. How about the view? Was it? I mean, were you looked? Had you had you had your eyes open the whole time, right? Yeah. A little the, closer to the mic, Tiff. The view in the front was a lot better than in the middle. I think. But it was uh, well, now how how are they? How are the cars set up? How many rows? There's eight rows. Eight rows. Of uh, four, four, eight rows four. Of four. Okay. Yeah. Oh, did you do like front and back? Did you get to try? We the did different? the middle, and then we did the front. We were told ahead of time by a member. A guy what was his name? There, Jamal. Jamal. Told us that um, the view is better in the front and it's smoother in the front. The back. You're getting going to get a lot more G-force or something. So it's you that's know. usually the case in, in roller coasters. Yeah. That the, the back row is usually the one that pulls the most G's. The the front row was pretty incredible. That was the way. That's that what was what time. took so long. Okay, well today was a soft opening. It was also media day, so we go through the first time no problem, real quick. So it's like we'll do it one more time, so we'll have something to talk about. So we go, we get in line. Um, 
When we get there, there's a small malfunction. I think it took, what, 15, 20, 10, 15 yeah, like minutes? Yeah, 10 or 15 minutes. Okay. Okay. So that, that was that. Well, then I guess they had the media, which you would assume had already been on it because it was media day. I guess they were being presented something or, you know, being told about it, food, wine, whatever. So then when we're waiting for the second ride is when the media comes out. So they would take one of the front cars would have regular passengers. The others would be uh, TV people or uh, radio people so the tv people would come you know they stand in front of it they'd have to do their little thing they'd get in interview people and then they'd take off when they came back they'd interview them when they first got off so that was one thing that took uh so long was each every other car was for the media okay. well, that's why that's yeah, what took so, trip, so horribly oh, Lord, long. they got the back door or something. it was it was the media event so was this a nice smooth coaster was it jerky at all uh, they said it was going to be in the back, but we didn't go in the back. So. No, it's a lot smoother than a regular coaster. Like I said, I'm, I'm not a big coaster person, uh, but with laying down, um, facing down the way you are, it is real smooth because they said it's more like gliding. Um, it's not jerky. You really are held in place you know, fairly well. What was that corkscrew thing like, girls? Uh, which one? You know, where you were like twirling. It was really fast, so. <laughs> yeah, it didn't, it didn't feel a lot different than. Any other it, it must be weird not being able to see what's coming up, though, right? Because you can't really see the track ahead of you. So in the, you don't know in the middle, no, you, you can't. All you see is like what's directly underneath you. Now, if you're in the front car, you get a really good view. You can see everything that's coming up. Now, when I was in the middle, every time we would do the loops, I had to close my eyes because I just couldn't handle it. But in the front seat, it wasn't that bad. I, I could actually watch. I could watch, you know, the corkscrew. I could watch the the loop. I see. I think. Being able to anticipate what's going to happen is better yes. than not knowing. I thought so. Now, is this, I would start anticipating in the parking lot. <laughs> is this ride longer than typical? Because it seems no, it doesn't seem like it. Um, like the first time we went on it, it like felt longer, but then the second time, it just felt like like a normal roller coaster. It didn't seem it didn't seem very long though. It was you know like you would expect a normal roller coaster ride to be. Yeah. It was cool, though. There's so many viewing places that you can see it. You can watch it go by. You can watch it go by when they first take off, which we did. You can go over um, <coughs> a little bit to one direction and see a, a major part of it and watch them loop and scream their heads off. When you come down to the water, there's a good area that you yeah, can see that. Yeah, the water area. sprays up. It's really good. Now, Grace and Tiffany, uh, what other uh, roller coasters have you been on? Uh, I've been on almost... Tiffany's. You did Kraken. Yeah. Uh, are you talking about just SeaWorld or any roller any of the Any of the parks here in Local Orlando? Parks. Uh, all of them. All of them? How does this one How does this one rate compared to all the other ones? This one's my favorite. Really? Yeah. That and Sheikra. Those are my two favorites. But I don't think that's in Orlando. But Okay. That's Bush Gardens. But yeah, that's yeah. Tampa. But it's those are my two favorite roller coasters that I've ever been on. So. I'm not a roller coaster person. I would do it again. Um, there was a lot of people there that said this is the first time they've been to SeaWorld in a really long time just for this roller coaster. There were several people who said they lived in SeaWorld for like five or eight years. Is this? Do you think this ride is worth going to SeaWorld for? Think it's worth the price of admission? Girls? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I thought so. Yeah, the two didn't have to pay. Oh, sure, <laughs> it's worth it. And they got out of school to go ride a roller coaster. Oh, yeah, that was I, worth I that. think. I haven't seen it yet. I've only been able to see it from the road as they're they're building it. I think this is a nice addition to SeaWorld. It now gives it three good attractions out there. So 
it's not like in the beginning of SeaWorld where there really wasn't that much to do. What are the three? Kraken. Uh, Kraken and Atlantis. Atlantis. The one where you go through rooms Well, Journey to Atlantis really is uh, showing its age. It's time for them to do something with that. Last few times I've been on it, it hasn't... uh, A lot of things haven't worked. It's like a roller coaster through rooms to go. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little bit better than that. I like it. So do I. I like like Journey to Atlantis. I just don't like that it's kind of broken down. Is there a um, fear factor when you get on it? Oh, I know. In the car, the girls were screaming and crying. Well, and I mean, saying prayers and stuff. Yeah, it's, does it does it live up to does it live up to the hype? I mean, you know, there's a lot of fear hype going going into this. Did did it live up to it? Was it an exhilarating ride? Yeah. The, okay, the way you girls were screaming. Tell us more about it. They were screaming in the car. They were screaming in the on the ride. They were screaming, screaming in the car too. Big time. Were they? I thought that was oh. you. I always, I always rides. It sounds to me like the first time you ride it, it's it's more scary because you don't know what's going to happen. But then it sounded like you enjoyed it so much you want to keep going back and riding. It, it over seemed and like over everybody again. that was coming off the rides just went right back around and they did looked it again. Happy, they looked. I didn't so see happy. like anybody go like, "Oh, thank goodness, I'm back down here." It's right. like everybody just okay, like made I said, a the scary parts are all at first okay. because when you're looking face face down, and you go that high up. That was really scary. How many yeah. loops? One loop, one loop, and then it's got the, the corkscrews. corkscrews. They had the pretzel thing. The pretzel thing. What's that? Yeah, uh, you Jamal's, got my interest. Jamal, <laughs> <laughs> they hand you a pretzel when you play. No, they call no, it well, the let unique. them explain. Uh, I don't know. It was shaped like a pretzel. <laughs> I'm glad we let them explain. Yeah, really. <laughs> it was shaped like a pretzel. And it was like a, a loop through, almost like a little tie-looking thing. Because when they went by, you'd think it was they were going to go off, and then you couldn't see them for a while. But they looped back around and come right back in the same general area. Doesn't the Hulk have one of those right at the beginning? I think they call it an inversion roll or something, where you go one way and then quickly turn and go the other way. It could be. Yeah, I don't know if that's what they call the pretzel. But. No, I mean you come out of you come out of the Hulk, you zoom out of the Hulk, and then you you invert. But then you go down and around the first loop, up and around the second loop. Um, I don't know what it's called. I, I don't know. I think I, I think I know what they're talking about, but I don't know the actual terminology for it. But really, you think this uh, this right now stands as the the best roller coaster in Orlando? I think so. Now, Grace, how many have you been on? Uh, like probably Rock and Roller Coaster and Kraken Hulk. You've oh, been on the and Hulk? the uh, Dueling Dragons. And you've done the Hulk? Yeah. So where do you think this rates? Uh, it's my favorite. Is it? Yeah. Wow. They said the scary part is at first, looking, looking straight down and you're going so high up, you really think if something goes wrong, I'm just going to be flying into the air and just, and just die. That's why everybody was screaming. See, we couldn't see that from where we were standing right. when they come out and they're just like floating past above us. What was the age group of people getting on and off the run? Was it mixed, or was it a lot of younger kids? It was or? mixed. I saw a couple little kids, but not too yeah, many. Yeah, I saw a couple, maybe 10-year-olds. I assume there's a height requirement. 54, like 54 inches. 54, yeah. It was mainly adults. There were some, some kids, but for the most part. Interesting, though. Teens and adults. Um, the gentleman we talked to, Jamal, we were talked to him for quite a while. He said they had to log in 1,000 hours of track running it before, and he said everybody that works there has been on it numerous times. The people that built it and their families got to get on it numerous times. 
So it was it was pretty cool. I thought that was neat. They let the construction workers that build it yeah. and so their families do the. They, you get on first. They let them. Yeah, they let them be the test. <laughs> I don't think let is the right word. <laughs> you must try this first. You get on it first. <laughs> but so everybody like, there was so enthusiastic. All the the employees. So it looks like SeaWorld has a hit. Oh, mm-hmm. definitely. Oh, definitely a hit. And when they open that other underwater viewing area for people who are yeah. waiting, that's going to be really that's nice supposed too. To be nice. There'll be an underwater viewing area. Mm-hmm. Wow. Girls, you want to go back? Yeah, I do. Cool. Right Find now. Find somebody to take you. <laughs> like right now. Do you want to go back when you're not in school? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was worth it. I think they do have a hit on their hands. It's... Um, it's really different, especially, like you said, a lot of people started screaming as soon as they get uh, turned sideways. Because that's so unusual. It's not like anything you've face ever Face down, you face mean. down. Um, was there a lot of pressure on your body when, it, no. when you were dangling there? They had like a pad. Uh. See, I can't handle the G's when I'm in the back row of Fill Our Magic. Go <laughs> ahead, <laughs> yeah, Grace. What were you going to say? Uh, they have a pad like all over your body, except, well, on your stomach, so it doesn't hurt. So your stomach's sticking out. You're supported. You're supported well. Your your ankles are supported with that one. Um, so it doesn't feel like you've what's behind you has left. Like you're like dangling there. I wonder what the weight restriction is. I didn't see that. All it said was they have to be able to close the uh, restraints to the closing point. It didn't say that. Now one thing that was weird was it says uh, no prosthetic limbs. Yeah, I saw that. And if you're like if your leg is amputated at a certain spot, you can't ride the ride either. I hmm. saw some pretty. Because that's helping you stay in yeah. place. They yeah. don't want yeah. anybody to fall. But when they were dangling above us as they went over us, I saw some pretty hefty legs dangling there. So. Now, with your feet, <laughs> did you did you put your feet in the uh, When the you're sitting or? down and you bring down the, the restraint, it comes around and, and Ooh, uh, like, covers up your legs. Like it, shackles? It's part, of, it's part of the restraint. When you pull it down, something goes around your legs. Okay, so it's not like you had to physically no, put your legs down. No, it's down. part of the restraining. It's very Silence okay. of the Lambs. Yeah. Yeah, strap your legs and. Did anybody chicken out while you were there? No, no. But like I said, the first time I did, I thought I was going to lose my mind because it was so, so scary looking down and getting that high up, and then with the loop, I just thought, thought I'm just going to pass out. I'm just going to pass out from fear. But then after you make it through the first loop, then it it calms down a little bit. Oh, see, I thought some of those people were like putting that on for effect, but maybe I don't think so. No, no, it's pretty, it's pretty scary. (laughs) Wow. Well, cool. It sounds like. Quite a quite an interesting attraction. We're going to have photos and some info on the site. Uh, we'll have links to it on the show notes page, podcast.wwinfo.com. Thanks very much, guys, for going and checking that out. Glad you enjoyed it. We're going to move on to our next segment. Kevin Close has his review of the new Sanaa restaurant. Am I, say, am I saying that right, Sanaa? Mm-hmm. At Kidani Village at uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge what Villas. What does that mean, Sanaa? You don't know? It's African know. for Sinatra. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's African for restaurant. Okay. Uh, the tagline for Sanaa is African cooking with Indian spices. And if I had to give it just a quick review, I would tell you that the atmosphere is similar to Boma. A little less chaotic because it's not a buffet. But the experience is closer to Jico. If that's, that's a good place to start. Uh, we made a reservation i've actually i've had this reservation for a very long time and we were there on opening day this was the first day that sanaa was open to the public they had done test runs on the restaurant with cast members and their families and things like that and this we were in the first wave of 
folks who had eaten there. We had a reservation for one thirty, and we ran into a problem getting there, and we realized we weren't going to make the one thirty reservation. So I called Disney Dining, and I asked, I explained my situation. Could I move the reservation until 2 o'clock? And in typical Disney Dining fashion, they said, oh, no, sir, we can't give you 2 o'clock. I said, okay. She said, but we can give you 2.05. <laughs> no, really? They do it all the time. Yeah. And I think to myself, I wish you were this efficient. I really do. It's like when your plane leaves at, you know, 627. We'd also started off with a table for four, and two of our party couldn't make it. Right. And, oh, no, we can't give you a table for two. Okay, now there's four of us. And when we got there. <laughs> oh, yeah, we can accommodate you. Right. And when we got there, there were four tables in the restaurant that were full. The rest of the restaurant was empty. And the, the, we had to jump through hoops to get this reservation. It was really kind of comical. Uh, this is downstairs. It, it very much reminds you of eating an animal in the Jumbo House, which is uh, how they're referring now to the, the original building at Animal Kingdom Lodge. I never knew that that was the full name or that I was the real either. name. Well, now that that's Jumbo House, and this is Kadani Village to uh, differentiate between the two. And it's very similar. You walk in the main lobby, and then there are stairs or an elevator downstairs to Sanaa. Uh, one of the most amazing things is they finally realized that one of the biggest selling points of Animal Kingdom Lodge is in the title, are animals. The restaurant has floor-to-ceiling windows. They're arched floor-to-ceiling windows, and they run the length of the restaurant, and they overlook a savanna. And while we were sitting and eating, we saw giraffes, zebras, ostriches. Wow. And wildebeests. Do you get to select which one you want for dinner? Right. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. They give you a high-powered rifle. <laughs> uh, apparently what they're doing is there are – I'm guessing this. I don't know this for a fact. But it looks to me like there are feeding stations throughout the savanna. And the animals are moving from one section to another. So that you always see something moving. Okay. Past the window. It's amazing. It truly is amazing. And they've got two, like, cast members out on that – deck there's a deck out there that there's a viewing area outside of the restaurant but the thing to me is that this is a great thing to sit and watch this as it goes by uh we went in and we decided first of all we sat down and we started talking and we started talking to the server and we were immediately recognized some of our listeners were having dinner or having lunch d welty and his wife luminous and their daughters, Katie and Elizabeth, were having dinner at the table next to ours. They were one of the four people in the restaurant. Off the, re- huh. off the record, his wife's name was Luminous? That's, That's her, her screen name. name. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow. And their daughter's transparent and glowing. <laughs> and their son, Opeg, he was in the room. <laughs> it's hard to see, though. <laughs> A little cloudy. Uh I've heard this restaurant beforehand described as a family-style restaurant. I think that brings to mind the kind of service you would get at Whispering Canyon or Ohana where they bring big plates of food to your table. It's not. That's not what this is at all. A lot of the menu is uh, you can order individual items or you can order a sampler. So you could it's definitely shareable, but it's not served family-style. Each person would have to order their own. Okay stuff. Uh, the, the menu is broken up into eight sections. There's Indian-style bread service. 
I was that's kind of a misnomer. It's not just bread. You know, you when you walk into a table and they set the rolls, this is more of an appetizer kind of thing. There is a selection of five different breads and eight different accompaniments, they call it. I would call them dips or spreads. And it's six ninety five. And I'm sorry, I apologize. It's eight ninety nine. I read it wrong. The bread is uh, just under nine dollars. You get to choose the three different kinds of bread. We chose non, parada, and paneer parada. Paneer is a type of cheese, and I'll explain more about that later. But it figures prominently on the menu. And then you get three or yeah, three accompaniments from it. And the, the server explained to us that a lot of the accompaniments are uh, spicy. So if you're going to choose one of the spicy ones, some of the dips or spreads are uh, yogurt-based so that you should try and sort of balance it out between the spicy and the cool. So we did that. And I'm going to tell you right now, I foresee Sanaa getting a reputation as being very, very difficult for families especially if you have a picky eater or somebody who does not like highly spiced food. If you're a meat and potatoes kind of person, you're going to have difficulty here. Really? This food is highly, highly spiced. And I'm not talking it's hot, it's, but it's very, very, very flavorful and very, very spicy. We had something. We had the mint and onion reda, which is a yogurt-based thing. And then we had the garlic ginger pickle. We also decided to try something more middle of the road and got the roasted bell pepper hummus. The roasted bell pepper hummus is pretty much exactly what, if you know what hummus is, it's pretty much exactly what you would expect. Uh, The garlic ginger pickle, it was, the the, the spice in it was overwhelming. It's, I have to be honest and tell people that my palate as far as these spices is not very well educated. My experience with African food is pretty much Boma and Jico. So that's really only all I have to compare it to. I would say that the flavors at Boma and Jico are much milder than this. This is... This is a really bold menu. It's a very, very bold menu. And if you're adventurous... (coughs) If you're adventurous and you like that type of stuff, I think it's a great option. But like you said, you can't really get... There's maybe one or two, quote-unquote, plain dishes on there. But and even they're not is, that plain. Right, but we'll get to that. Spicy. That's the bread service. Uh, the naan is made in a tandoori oven. It's a thin, flat bread. The uh, parada is a much flatter bread. It's almost like a um, a tortilla with a little different flavor. And then the one, the paneer parada, has the cheese in it. Our server explained to us that paneer is a type of African cheese, and it's weird. This is a quote. It doesn't melt. It doesn't melt and it doesn't dissolve. It has a consistency of tofu. It's got that kind of spongy consistency. And I didn't find a lot of taste to it. However, as you sat there and listened to the other servers in the restaurant, they all spent a great deal of time explaining this cheese. And it's literally in every section of the menu. The next section we went to is the appetizer section. And uh, there are four different appetizers. You can order any one of them. And they are, I apologize, the appetizers, there's four of them, but you can only order them as an appetizer sampler for two. You can't order the individual appetizers. There is the paneer cheese. There's lamb, kefta, 
there's roasted cauliflower, and there's potato and pea samosas. Now, as the appetizer for two, the appetizer sampler... Where's the Braille menu? I, I'm sorry. It's it, You should have seen us trying to order. Can I go back into this? I apologize. Sure. The appetizer, you order the appetizer sampler for two, and you get the potato and pea samosas, the lamb kefta, and the roasted cauliflower. You can order the paneer cheese by itself. Now, we had the potato and pea samosas I would consider um, kind of like an empanada or a turnover. It's a pastry filled with uh, potato and peas and comes with your choice of tamarind or mango chutney. I didn't think they were anything special. They're little turnovers with potatoes and peas in them. The lamb kefta was two small meatball-sized things of ground lamb, again, highly spiced in a very sweet tamarind sauce, kind of sweet and bitter at the same time. And we had the roasted cauliflower. Of the three things that we chose, that was my favorite. It was just roasted cauliflower on a tomato sauce. It was quite flavorful. If I was going back, I would get the bread service. I thought that was enjoyable. I don't know that I would get this again. Mm. I didn't. It was fourteen ninety nine for these three things. Wow. And I don't. I didn't. Fourteen ninety nine total, or fourteen ninety nine for the sampler. Okay. Uh, if you want just the paneer cheese with pickled eggplant and coriander chutney, that's six ninety nine. After that, we tried the salad sampler. There are five different salads. You can have roasted beets, okra, radish, and tomato, chickpea and cucumber and tomato, carrot, orange, and mint, or roasted potato, corn, and spinach. Again, you can only this order this as a sampler, and you get a choice of three for six ninety nine. Of everything that we eat, um, ordered. This was our favorite. We had tried the roasted beets, and it's a roasted beet and onion mixture, and they were quite flavorful. They're served warm. We also tried the chickpeas with cucumber and tomato, and that had a, a sort of hum. Or, I'm sorry, a sort of um, Mexican salsa, a, a salsa taste to it. I believe there was uh, cilantro in it, so it was quite quite good. And we tried the roasted potato, corn, and spinach, and it, it was roasted potatoes, corn, and spinach mixed together. There wasn't a lot else to it. However, it was all very refreshing. It was very fresh, very flavorful. And we thought this would be like if you went into a restaurant and ordered an entree and ordered a, a dinner salad beforehand. The, sa- the fact that it's a salad sampler, you get three small square bowls served on a, obl- uh, a rectangular serving plate. So it's sort, of, it's sort of like ordering a dinner salad, but you get three different flavors. Right. Was it enough for one person? <laughs> I would definitely say it was enough for one person. John and I, because of the way we ordered, we split everything we had. So we we actually ordered something from almost every section of the menu. I figured it being the first day and you know people want to know what it's like, we wanted to try as much as possible. There are two soups offered. There's a, su- a seasonal soup, and on the day we were there, it was tandoori chicken soup. There's also a tomato and paneer cheese soup. John ordered this. It was five forty nine. It was, in my opinion, kind of a bland tomato soup with chunks of this odd, non-melting tofu-like cheese floating in it. Hmm. Again, it's not something I would order again, but it wasn't bad per se. It just was kind of nondescript. Then you get to the entrees, and there are three different kinds of entrees. Uh, 
There's the tandoori oven entrees, which is tandoori chicken or tandoori sustainable fish. And a sustainable fish is something that can be farmed. Uh, Tandoori or tandoor ovens are traditional Indian ovens, I believe, and they're cooked at a very high heat. Uh, the next section, we didn't try either of those. The next section, and this is the full name, is slow cooked in gravy, simple and well seasoned. And there are four choices in this there's chicken with red curry sauce, shrimp with green curry sauce, paneer cheese and spinach, and beef short ribs. And it is Eighteen ninety nine, and you get to choose two of the four. Again, it's served in three small dishes. The so middle these guys really like the sampler platters. Very much. That's what I'm telling. When before, when it's served family style, it's the kind of thing that if, if you all ordered something different, it's great to share. But it's not an entree with a side dish and a vegetable. Right. Uh, it is eighteen ninety nine. The center dish, uh, it's the same serving dish setup as the salads. It's three small square dishes on a rectangular serving platter. And the center dish is, uh, you have your choice of basmati rice or five grain pilaf. Now, basmati rice, as far as I was concerned, was white rice. I ordered the chicken and red curry sauce and the shrimp with green curry sauce. This was white meat chicken in... A tomato-based sauce. I thought it was quite good. Again, very highly spiced, but not hot. I also ordered uh, the shrimp with green curry sauce. If you've ever been to Boma and had something called, their soup called mulligatawny, it's a a coconut and curry-based soup. That's kind of the sauce that this was in. And it had really nice-sized shrimp in there. And I think you got six of them. It was a lot of shrimp in a small serving. I liked both of mine. John ordered the beef with short ribs, and he decided to try the fourth item so that we could come back and tell you about it. And he ordered the paneer cheese with spinach, and our server was quite funny. She didn't say anything at first, but when she brought his platter out and set it down in front of him, tell her what she said to you. She said, "Um, everything from this section is slow cooked. The spinach has been slow cooked for four hours. Let me know if you like it. <laughs> it pretty much looked like something I cleaned out the bottom of our dishwasher. Yeah. It four was hours of spinach nasty. Chicken. And really hot, non-melting tofu cheese. So it was like really dark, snotty-looking spinach. Yes, it was like that green stuff that could shot out. Yeah. Um, and pretty much the paneer cheese, I think, is just recycled. They used the one stuff I didn't eat from the soup and put it in my spinach. Now, but they set it down in front of John... He took one bite of it, and without saying a word, he set it off, the spinach and the cheese, he set it off to the side of the table. Now, the server, as she's walking by, she doesn't glance down. She doesn't break her stride. She picks the dish up and goes, what would you like instead? (laughs) (laughs) I get the feeling, even though we were the first day, that the test audiences, I'm sorry, the test diners have told them that this is really kind of sad. What was it like a big one big piece of cheese or little bits? Of no, it's little, little tiny cubes of cheese, almost like uh, dice. croutons, dice. about yeah. the size of dice. Uh, this is eighteen ninety nine. We had ordered, uh, as I said, we ordered a, an appetizer, we ordered the salads, we ordered the bread, we ordered the soup. By the time this came, we had had a lot to eat. If I had gone in and just ordered this as an entree, like some restaurants, you go in and just sit down and order steak and a potato and. Peas. That's enough food. I don't believe this would be enough food 
for me at nineteen dollars. Mm. It's not an entree sized portion. I agree. It's more of a healthy appetizer sized portion, and it was the the things I got were tasty. But it's I, I kept saying to John, "Is there anything you've eaten?" That you think, oh, I have to come back and get more of this. I go to Boma and they have an appetizer called the Taste of Africa where they bring you out all these different kinds of breads. And there's a set serving of different kinds of dips and spreads to put on your breads. I can go home and dream about that. I like those flavors. When I go back to Boma, I think to myself, I'm getting a taste of Africa. We've actually gone to Animal Kingdom Lodge and sat at the bar just to have that appetizer. I like those flavors. Throughout this meal, I don't think there's anything on this menu that I thought, can't wait to come back and have this again. Were there kids eating in there, too? There was almost no one eating in there. The, the folks who we met from the, these boards did have two little girls. Elizabeth and Katie. And I asked them, as, as they were leaving, I said, what did the kids think? They said they had a very generic uh, kids' meal. One had a hamburger, one had the pizza. So there are kids' options, but... I can't imagine a kid getting anything off this menu that they would enjoy. The final section, uh, actually the, one of the final sections, is the African cooking with Indian flavors. And there's something called Dum Bizyami, which is a vegetarian platter. Uh, it's wrapped in uh, bread dough and served with pineapple reda. There's a grilled pork chop glazed with ginger and pickled lime sauce and sautéed spinach. There's today's sustainable fish served with seasonal vegetables in a light curry broth. There's a grilled Angus chuck burger wrapped in naan bread with minted greens, tomato, and cucumber reda. And there's a club sandwich, which is fresh sliced roast turkey breast, turkey, ba- or turkey bacon, and vine-ripened tomatoes served on multi-grid with a, a choice of salad or fresh fruit. In my opinion, that is the simplest thing you can get. Even the burger is on naan bread with cucumber yogurt on it what's non-bread it's that bread that they put in the tandoori oven it's a very flat bread i believe they actually cook it along this uh, they put it on the side of the oven and let it cook that way i didn't think this meal was bad again we ordered a lot but it was a hundred dollars for lunch yeah we could have knocked this down we figured if we took out a couple of the things that we weren't crazy about we could have knocked this down to about 75 dollars for the two of us Oh, I forgot dessert. Still pricey for lunch. Right. It's one of those things that if you think this appeals to you, in my opinion, the hugest selling point of this is getting a table near the windows and watching these animals stroll around. That was pretty amazing to watch giraffes eat the top of trees while I was eating the most spicy food. Eating one of their relatives. Right. And part of the problem, too, is this menu is very confusing. When you look at it at first glance, it's almost impossible to figure anything out. Between the descriptions of the items and the way you have to order them, it's almost like I'm overwhelmed. I I actually had a hard time reviewing this and writing it because it's served so differently. It doesn't follow... It doesn't follow a traditional Americanized menu. I understand it's not Americanized food, and that's not what they're going for. It's just a very confusing thing, and you really have to take some time with the menu before you order anything to figure out what you're getting. I think when people see the pictures, I've written a a review of this, and there's pictures of everything I've described. You'll see what I mean. It's a lot of small portions of things. You don't get a lot of any one thing. So uh, we did get to dessert, and 
I, I'm sorry, Teresa. I handed you those menus. <coughs> the server came along and said, hey, did you leave room for dessert? And we said that we had, that we wanted to try a dessert. And she handed us the menu. And these are our choices. You can have a sweet ending to your celebration dessert sampler, which is a little bit of a several different kinds, but here are your choices for dessert. No sugar added mango pudding, chai cream, vanilla coconut rice pudding, cardamom butter cake, eggless chocolate cake, or carrot halva. And they're all in the 5 to $6 range. And I said to the server, what's carrot halva? And she said, oh, it's very, very good. They boil carrots in a simple syrup, they add mint, they cool it down, and then they press them together in a mold and slice it. Mm. <laughs> carrots and mint pressed together? In a syrup. In a, in a simple sugar syrup. Okay. So, I don't know, that doesn't scream dessert to me. No. Uh, we'd, uh, we asked her what she thought, and she suggested the chai cream, which was like creme brulee without the creme or the brulee. <laughs> okay. It was like chai, huh? It was tea pudding with a cookie stuck in it mm. and whipped cream. And it was like a crust between tea pudding and tea ice cream. Mm. And she brought it out and it served in a coffee mug, a glass coffee mug with a little, um, like a stirrer stuck in it. And we both took one taste of it. And I think John described it as tasting like feet. <laughs> oh, oh man, God. it was bad. It was. Uh, you'll see a picture of it, and one teaspoon for each of us came out of the serving, and the rest was left there. I would not be excited about going back, other than to see the animals. And you don't have to eat there to do that. There is an observation area just off outside of the restaurant, and you can go out. There are tables and chairs out there. There are rocking chairs. There are places to sit. There's a fire pit out there, too. There is a fire pit. And I, we noticed that this savanna is lit, so at night you'll be able to see the animals moving around. I was not excited about what I had. Do you think some of this is because it's a new restaurant and they're still working out their menu? Well, the menu is not... I mean, there's always the option of changing the menu. I mean, but it's not uh, like a just a, a Xerox sheet. These have been printed, and they had a lot of them. So I think this is pretty much the set menu. No, I'm saying, do you think it's just uh, because it's a new restaurant, they still haven't, you know, it sometimes takes restaurants a few months to really find their stride with I, their I food. Think, I don't think so. I think what we received was uh, well-prepared. It was well-plated. It, it there was care to put into it. I think they're ready to open and ready to go. It's just such a different experience that it's going to have a very specific audience. I have. I, I feel if I'm going, it's going to be a love it, hate it sort uh, scenario. Exactly. Now, just just to, to reinforce what I said, we had the shrimp in the curry sauce. Mm-hmm. The shrimp were cooked perfectly. Right. This was prepared by someone who knows how to cook shrimp. Mm-hmm. So these items were prepared lovingly and our server was fantastic and the place was beautiful it's just such an unusual menu that you're really going to have to really want to eat there to enjoy it i also feel that because we were there on the first day that this was open to the public that if our service had been a little slow or there had been a stumble 
I think I would have given them the benefit of the doubt. Our service was wonderful. Mm -hmm. She couldn't have been nicer. She couldn't have been more efficient. Um, I asked if they had flavored iced tea, and she said, well, we don't normally, but we have iced tea, and we have mango at the bar. Would you like a mango iced tea? And I said, I would love that. And she was... It was perfectly prepared. She did a great job with it. So she went out of her way, and the service was great. The restaurant itself is stunningly beautiful. It's um, Again, it's vaguely reminiscent of Boma, but it's more intimate without the buffet feel to it. The windows overlooking the Savannah are beautiful. I believe that this restaurant is open for lunch and dinner, and it's a full-service sit-down lunch menu. And it's an extensive lunch menu, and it does differ from the dinner menu. All of the menus will be up on the Diz. I think it's going to be very, very difficult for this restaurant to maintain a full-service lunch menu. I can't believe that even being a DVC resort, that this place is going to be busy during the day. It's open from 11 to 3.30 or 11.30 to 3 for lunch. I can't believe there's going to be enough people who decide to stay at the resort as opposed to going to the parks to keep this as a full-service lunch menu. It just seems to me that it's a losing proposition. I can understand it being busy at dinner, but I don't know how popular it's going to be, and it's not bad. It's not – the food wasn't bad. I just think it's overly spiced – for most people. I think you're going to find some adventurous people, who people who are well-traveled, people who like Indian food or like African food. And I'm, I, I hope they love this. I hope there's enough of them. Is this the dinner menu? That's the dinner menu. It's considerably more expensive at dinner. Yeah, it's similar in that it has some of the same items. They do away with the sandwiches at dinner, and I think they offer a steak option. But yeah, they do. It's, very, it's much more expensive at dinner. This, I also want to say one more thing. The, the the resort itself is beautiful. Kathy went and took pictures of it. Absolutely stunning. The restrooms near this restaurant are the best restrooms on Disney property. <laughs> they smelled really good. They had a scent piped into them. They, they were just beautiful. Absolutely beautiful restrooms. <laughs> I would like this restroom at home. It really was nice. If you get a chance to go over and check it out. It's incredible. This is a one-table service credit if you're on the Disney dining. I know, isn't that weird? That is weird. It's like walking into a spa. It's so beautiful. He comes back out and he says, you have to go look at the men's room. It's absolutely beautiful. This is there's, It's a one credit, one table service credit for lunch and dinner and they do take tables in Wonderland. So it's not considered signature dining? It's not. Wow. But it's signature dining prices. It is. Um, our waitress was terrific. She actually didn't include the gratuity. She did not include the the tables in Wonderland gratuity. And you're right. She was rewarded handsomely. Again, no problems there. The restaurant was beautiful. The people were very, very nice. There's a very nice bar area when you first walk in with the most – I didn't sit in them. They looked to be the most uncomfortable chairs I've ever looked at in my entire life. They're made of twigs. (laughs) Well, she actually – the girl who sat sat us explained the chairs. Did she tell you that? No. They're all made from one piece of wood, one giant stump. And they're carved out, and that's why they have sort of this cylindrical feel to them. Did they look comfortable to you? No, they don't look comfortable, but they're very cool looking. Yeah, the furniture over there is really nice. I took some pictures of some of their benches, just because beautiful, they're different. Beautiful, beautiful place. It really and is. it's a, it's a different feel than the original Animal Kingdom mm-hmm. Lodge lobby. Well, I'll be interested to see how uh, how people respond to it, but uh, sounds interesting. I think I might go over and check it out. Just to- I think you should, and I, I try and put this in all my reviews. This was based on my opinion. My 
one one visit, you should go try this for yourself. I hope you love it. All right. Well, thank you very much, Kevin, for that. Uh, thanks, everybody, for a great show. Just want to remind everyone that next week we will be on the cruise, and uh, our show will be recorded uh, during the cruise and will not be up on the site probably until Friday morning. So I just want to make sure everybody uh, is aware of that. So with that, we will say goodbye, and we hope you enjoyed the show. We will be back with you again next week with a very special edition of the Diz Unplug Roundtable. Have a great week, everybody. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes. <laughs> <laughs>